Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2401 with a release date of Friday, November 3rd, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A government boost for hams in northern India. Astronomers challenged by RFI from Starlink. And a Chicago radio legend becomes a silent key. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2401 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's first independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stephen Kenford, N8WB. Our top story this week comes from northern India, where amateur radio has been declared a top priority by the government of one state. Officials there plan to heavily subsidize amateur radio stations to ensure they thrive and become a valuable resource. John Williams, VK4JJW, brings us those details. Officials in the northern Indian state of Himachal Pradesh plan to subsidize as much as 80% of the cost of amateur radio equipment for licensed hams. Recognizing amateur radio as a life-saving means of alternative communication during disasters. The announcement by the Himalayan state's chief minister, Sukhvinder Singh Sukhu, was made in the aftermath of a season of deadly landslides and devastating rainstorms. The prime minister made the commitment on Monday, October 30th, calling amateur radio, quote, a lifeline when wirelines, cell phones and other conventional means of communication fail, end quote. He outlined a strategy in which at least one amateur radio volunteer would be available for emergency response in each of the state's subdivisions. Each of the volunteers would maintain radio contact with state and district emergency operation centres. New ham radio clubs will also be established at schools and other educational institutions and can expect to receive government subsidies as well for promoting the training of new amateurs. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. No one wants to deal with RFI, but when you are trying to unlock the secrets of the universe, it's more than just a bother. It can derail your research. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, explains. Starlink satellites are emitting RFI that is causing issues for radio astronomers, even in so-called radio quiet zones, such as the outback of Western Australia. That's the finding of a research team that published their findings recently in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics Letters. Stephen Tingay of Curtin University writes on the Cosmos magazine website that, using radio telescopes, the researchers detected signals at a number of licensed radio frequencies, but their greatest concern was over intended and unintended emissions from elsewhere. They traced those to Starlink satellites. The tests the scientists conducted were at the site where an SKA low facility is to be built in Western Australia. The research paper's purpose was to demonstrate that Starlink emissions were easily detected by low-frequency radio antennas that the scientists were using to represent the SKA low station such as one intended for that site. Known as version 2 of the Engineering Development Array, the antennas were utilised at 137.5 and 159.4 MHz. The scientists wrote in their conclusion that, and I quote, Our results indicate that both intended and unintended radiation from Starlink satellites will be detrimental to key SKA science goals without mitigation. The team recommends dialogue with SpaceX to work on a means of mitigation involving the use of version 2 of the Engineering Development Array at the site. 
This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. A Chicago-area radio legend has become a silent key. We hear about him from Andy Morrison, K9AWM. For most of his 84 years, Bill Crane, W9ZN, was a welcome and well-known personality on the amateur bands, where the former Navy radio man, first class, earned a reputation as a virtuoso of CW. For 45 years, Bill was also part of the core operation at WGN-TV in Chicago, where the senior audio engineer was known as, quote, the everyman engineer and a gentleman genius, according to a station tribute that went on the air on October 26th. Bill became a silent key following a short illness. Though CW enthusiasts knew him well for his strong signal and enviable fist on 40 and 30 meters, Bill had an unforgettable voice for listeners of WVON Radio who knew him as Bill Butterball Crane, one of the WVON good guys. He was one of the biggest and most popular DJs in Chicago during the 60s and 70s. His career emerged from his early enchantment with radio when his tinkering with electronics at the age of 11 led him to get an amateur radio license. In the WGN tribute, reporter Mike Lowe called Bill, quote, the twinkle of everyone's eyes, unquote. Tributes posted online by fellow amateurs recalled the artistry of his CW and the joy they had in their QSOs with him. As reporter Mike Lowe noted in his tribute, quote, a sudden illness claimed his life, but not his legacy, end quote. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. In Germany, amateur radio operators celebrated the 100th anniversary of the first AM radio broadcast in that country. Here's Ed Durant, DD5LP, to tell us how they marked the occasion. If you were in the centre of Berlin this past October 29th, listening to an AM radio transmission 400 metres at precisely 8pm local time, you may have had an experience similar to the one listeners enjoyed precisely 100 years earlier, at that exact hour when the nation's first AM radio broadcast station went on the air. This year, the historic occasion of that broadcast was marked by radio amateurs paying tribute. Having received permission from the German regulator BNETSA, the DARC, the National Society, transmitted a programme on the original medium wave frequency as part of that day's celebrations. DARC members were also present at the nearby Technical Museum to speak about radio and conduct demonstrations. The day's ceremonies included the unveiling of a plaque at the site where the original Fox House, studio and transmitter were located. The DARC, of course, is no stranger to AM broadcasting. Each week, its regularly scheduled news report is sent to listeners on the 49, 31 and 75 metre broadcast bands. It is, however, worth noting that this special tribute broadcast from 400 metres likely had more listeners than 100 years ago, when few households had radio sets. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. Late October hurricane activity left responders in the U.S. surprised, especially because these were storms unusual. They were in the Pacific. Randy Sly, W4XJ, has those details. A nightmare began for nearly one million Mexican citizens and tourists in and around Acapulco when Hurricane Otis suddenly built to a Category 5 hurricane and hit with devastating force on October 25th leaving at least 46 dead. 
This storm took many forecasters and emergency personnel by surprise. Hurricane activity on the west coast of North and Central America has been infrequent, but this year there were two storms back-to-back, with Otis following close behind Hurricane Norma. Bobby Graves, KA5HAV, manager of the Hurricane WatchNet, told AR Newsline that while activating for Norma in the eastern Pacific, the net was twice as busy, as they were also tracking Tropical Storm Tammy in the Atlantic. Graves mentioned that Pacific hurricanes were rare for the west coast, as most storms travel east to west. While the practices and procedures are the same, the hardest part of eastern Pacific activations is the shortage of active operators. He is hoping that the recent hurricane activity with Norma and Otis in Mexico may encourage more hams to check in during weather activations. For more information on the Hurricane WatchNet, go to hwn.org. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K6 PVR repeater in Ventura, California, on Sundays at 6.30 p.m. local time. Hams in India played a crucial role following a deadly collision between a bus and an SUV, as we hear from Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Amateur radio operators helped calm some of the chaos following a deadly head-on collision between an SUV and a tourist bus in Tamil Nadu, India. According to local media reports, the accident left seven of the ten passengers in the SUV dead on the scene. According to news reports, Manjana Shingonaholi VU3CJM and Sankar Sotyapal VU2FI at the Indian Institute of Hams were alerted to the situation by a ham radio operator who encountered the accident scene while riding his motorcycle. The Institute got in touch with members of the West Bengal Radio Club where amateurs made arrangements with local officials for video calls to be made so the tourists could assure their family members that they had survived and were safe. As Newsline went to production, news reports said the remaining SUV passengers and a number of the tourists were hospitalised and receiving treatment. This is Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. In the United States, another road accident scene unfolded, this one on a much smaller scale, and once again, an amateur radio operator helped arrange for assistance when nothing else, not even mobile phone service, could get through. Jim Damron, N8TMW, tells us what happened. David LaMonica, KD2GIY, was driving in southern New Jersey looking forward to a day of parks on the air when he caught sight of a car that had run off the rain-soaked road. Its front end had been smashed. He could see that the driver's airbag had deployed and he was concerned that the motorist, an older woman, might be in distress. David told Newsline that this part of the state had no cell service, so calling for help via mobile phone was not an option. That's where the two-meter radio inside his pickup truck came in handy. He'd programmed it to hit one of the local repeaters in the area where he was visiting, and he also had APRS running in the background. His call was answered by a ham who happened to be a police officer. The officer wasn't in his police car at the time, but relayed the call for help and could pinpoint the accident site by looking at APRS Beacon online. An ambulance soon arrived. 
Dave believes that such experiences need to be shared and told Newsline, videos have always taught me. So the lesson here is in his recorded account of how he made that call for help, and he shares it on YouTube to inspire others to do the same. It can be found on his channel, KD2GIY Ham Radio Fun. Dave told Newsline it's great to have fun on the air, and that day he enjoyed a six-park potorove, but the most important contact he logged that day was made on that two-meter repeater. This is Jim Dameron, NATMW. In the world of DX, listen for JWA1JAY operating as WA1JAY slash C6A from Paradise Island, also known as Hog Island, in the Bahamas from the 5th to the 10th of November. The island is IOTA number NA001. J is operating holiday style via the FM satellites, but will also be using SSB and FT8 slash FT4 on 40 to 10 meters. For QSL information, see qrz.com. Ferdy HB9 DSP will be on the air from Zanzibar Island, IOTA number AF032, using the call sign 5H3FM. Listen for him from the 25th of November to the 9th of December. He'll be operating SSB and FT8 on 20, 17, 15, and 10 meters. CQRZ.com for QSL details. Listen for Shabu, M0KRI, who will be using the call sign 9L5M from Freetown, Sierra Leone, from the 24th of November to the 5th of December. He will operate FT8, CW, and SSB on 80 to 6 meters. He will also be using the QO-100 satellite, QSL via G3SVK. Special event call sign EI80MB will be active from the 1st of November to the 31st of May in 2024, marking the 80th anniversary of the rescue of 168 German seamen from the Bay of Biscay by the Irish coaster Curlegie, which had the call sign EIMB. The rescue followed a battle between British and German naval forces on the 29th of December in 1943. See QRZ.com for QSL details. We conclude this week with the story of a gesture of gratitude from a group of radio operators thanking a supporter of theirs, literally, from the mountaintop. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, has that report. Mark Knudsen wasn't an amateur radio operator, but he understood the value of being able to traverse distances swiftly. For him, the key means of transport wasn't a radio, but the power of his own strong legs. Mark, director of the Fargo-North Dakota Marathon, was a celebrated local athlete who died this past July at age 53, following a crash with a pickup truck while he was out cycling in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. The Detroit Lakes resident worked as general manager of Detroit Mountain, which had been home to the repeater of the Detroit Lakes Amateur Radio Club after the group's founding in 1975. The repeater eventually was moved to various locations over the years. This past March, the club found a good friend in Mark Knudsen, who agreed to let the club return the repeater to its original mountaintop home after five decades. The repeater was installed on July 13th, only days after Mark's death. On Thursday, October 26th, the club completed one more installation on top of the mountain, a plaque dedicating the repeater site to Mark. According to a report on the Lakes Area Radio website, The repeater's location now extends the ham's coverage area four times over. No doubt that's a distance 
that would meet with Mark Knudsen's approval. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, if you're feeling even a little bit poetic, visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. Use the entry form on our website and please follow the rules for writing your three-line haiku and be sure to check out our previous winners. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT, News Service, ARRL, Astronomy and Astrophysics Letter, Cosmos.com, CQ Magazine, CNN, David LaManica, KD2GIY, David Bihar, K7DB, Detroit Lakes Amateur Radio Club, Economic Times, FCC, 425DX News, India Today, Lakes Area Radio, Mint, QRZ.com, Radio DARC, Radio World, ShortwaveRadio.de, Times of India, Tribune India, Wireless Institute of Australia, YouTube, and you. Our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at airnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.